It's really fun being here. So I moved to Glasgow exactly six years ago, like this week just gone. And coming back is amazing, but also seeing you all from like the eyes up is really tricky because I've aged in six years because I've had two children. That will age you. Um, but some other people, I'm, I'm like, do I know them? Do I not? So it's lovely to be back with what feels very much like still to me, David and our kids and um, church family. Um, as you guys know, I work for a charity called Tear Fund. Now, I still love youth and young adults. When I was here, I was all about the young people. I still am. That has not changed. Um, but as a youth growing up, for me, I really needed a little bit of help. So it was a little bit of an emotional one. Um, like, not in public, I'd go and hide, but particularly when it came to things of compassion or poverty. You just get me watching Children Need, Red Nose Day, I was an absolute goner, even from a young age. And I used to think, it's all right, it's just because my mum's a mosh, so I'm totes a mosh. Actually, God was laying something on my heart and some foundations. And I used to try and explain it, and I used to be told, you just, one day you're just going to be a missionary, and that's okay, and there is nothing wrong with that. But also, the youth inside me was like, I'm never leaving home. Like, home, I was leaving, don't get me wrong, what an independence. But I wasn't leaving my home comforts. I wasn't leaving my country. I love being at home. I'm one of those weirdos that enjoys holiday but gets really excited about getting home again. Um, that is my place of security. And I did not understand how was God calling me to this life, to these people who were so broken, who needed to know Jesus' love physically by because um, they're in extreme poverty, to some girl who did not want to leave her roots, her family, her friends, and from a huge family, the thought of being across the world from them did not fill me with joy at all. What I needed was someone to come alongside me and to tell me about the justice that is within the Bible, to tell me about God's heart for justice and mercy, that he acts us to live justly and that we can, he can break our heart for things and that he wants us to respond, but also that we can respond just where we are at today, sat exactly in church, sat in our homes. When we go shopping, when we see people, we can be acting justly and loving our global neighbors just through that. So I am well aware today that God will have broken your heart for many, many different things. But what I want to do today is check out what the Bible says about our creation. Let God speak to us of where he is calling us to act. And for him to meet us in that place and to think how we can maybe do things a little bit differently. I am definitely on, still on this journey. I do not stand here as an activist or an eco-warrior. God made us all very different with different giftings. Praise the Lord for that. So how are we going to respond with who God has made us to be, but make sure that we are responding to this whole climate crisis? This world is beautiful. It was designed beautiful at the very beginning of time. It was gorgeous. The Jesus Storybook Bible, which is my favorite Bible, I'm dyslexic. It's got beautiful pictures and explains things in a beautiful way, but is still biblical. It describes the start of the world, Genesis, God's creation as a perfect home. I love home. Um, so it really, really rings true to me. That's what the world was, a perfect home. God spoke life into this world. God spoke galaxies into being. God said, hello, elephant. And there was an elephant with a trunk and ears and is massive. Like, God is 
pretty creative, yeah? He made an incredible, beautiful world and he designed it to be beautiful and to flourish. He looked at everything he made and said, perfect. And it was, it was perfect. And I know you guys of the church family have been looking into creation in this God is Green series. At the beginning, he also said Genesis 2.15 is where he called us to look after this creation. That is one of the first things that he told us to do, one of his first purposes for us. Go look after this world. Go and take care of our creation. Now, you look around and see that's quite a fashionable thing to do at the moment, isn't it? To be eco-friendly, to talk about the climate crisis. We've had COP26 in Glasgow. Yes, Glasgow. Um, And that's all happened, and it is a cool thing. But actually, as Christians, we should be responding to this stuff because it's biblical. We should always be doing it, not because it's an in thing, not because it's a good thing, but because it's a God thing. We are called biblically to look after this world. But let's face it. My name means bringer of joy, and today I'm going to do my best to do that. But the reality is we are not caring for our creation as we should. This world does not look like our perfect home for everybody. It doesn't. We are not loving it and taking care of it the way God commanded us to. Simple little things. Like Sammy was saying, oh, love Sammy Cathcart, speaking truth. Um, The simple changes that we can make. When we walk into a supermarket, when we buy clothes, when we choose our energy company, even when you vote, that is you making a decision or not of how you are caring for your planet because all those things affect it. How have we got to a place where we are called, originally at the very beginning, to care for a beautiful, perfect world, yet we see daily on the news that we are in a climate crisis? Genesis 3, 17 to 19. This is the fall, for those of you who don't know where that is. It's it's basically when sin came into this world. Adam and Eve, God said, please, don't eat from that. That's my one thing I'm going to ask you not to do. But they disobeyed him in the Garden of Eden, and they did. It says, to Adam he said, because you sinned to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, You will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from where you are taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. Sin entered this world, brokenness entered this world at that moment when that happened. Everything God had made was perfect and good and brokenness entered that. That's not just mankind. That's not just our relationship with God. That's everything. That's our beautiful, perfect creation. Broken. When we look at this, we can call them broken relationships. Our broken relationship with God was happened just then in the fall. A broken relationship with ourselves, we no longer will see ourselves because of that or we'll struggle to. In the image that God sees us, we don't look in the mirror and think, it's all right, 
I'm fearfully, wonderfully made today. I'm going to knock this. We've got this, God. We think, can I do this? Question I ask myself before I speak every time. We have a broken relationship with others. We were designed to be together in that garden as Adam and Eve, as community together, to love one another. We only need to look around this world to know this relationships are broken. On the scale of friendships, of community, even churches, to the bigger scales of looking at what's going on in Afghanistan, of what's happening in broken countries and worlds. But also the broken relationship happen there with creation. It is so easy to see what that cost us. There is what we call natural disasters, freak weathers. Are they natural? Are they freak? I don't know. We see that there is famine and flooding due to extreme temperatures, and it is the poorest who are affected by that most. As we, as Christians, hear about our creation, how beautiful and perfect it was, but then hear about the broken relationships, for me... The grace junkie, it's so easy to be. It's all right. I'm restoring my broken relationship with God. Everything else will come. But actually, it's all that relationship that needs restored, including our relationship with the world. If you look in the Bible, I'm not going to lie, it doesn't say the word climate crisis in it. It doesn't. But it calls us to love our world. Climate change is a consequence of the fall is a consequence of our broken world and our broken relationships. But we also need to realize that we have added to that, that we attribute to the brokenness of our creation. Gus Speth is the Thorma Deanery of Forestry at Yale. Now, when I first heard you could be a Dean of Forestry, right, I'm thinking you get to live in a log cabin and just like, live the dream of like being in a forest all day. Maybe that's not your dream. But then when they said of Yale, I thought maybe he actually just wears Hunter Wellies in a wax jacket all day. I'm not sure. But he's the Dean of Forestry and he says something very interesting. I used to think the top environmental problems were biodiversity, loss of ecosystems collapsing, and climate change. I thought, you know what, with 30 years of good, good science, we could address these problems. But you know what, I was wrong. The top environmental problems are selfishness, greed, apathy. And to deal with those, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation. Amen. This is a guy who's talking about science and needing to fix climate change. And he's like, actually, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation. That is why churches need to be doing God is green sermons. Because we, the church, need spiritual transformation, cultural transformation, to see a change in these broken relationships. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. We've heard that loads. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. We live in broken patterns of entitlement. We go into a shop, and the classic one for me is Morningside Waitrose, love it. Um, And we'll pick up what's easy, what's convenient. 
It's a cultural thing. It's totally normal that we do that. Everyone does that, but God has not called us to live normally. God has called us to live county, culturally. God has called us that we look different. God has called us for a life of hope, not just for a life of hope for ourselves, but for one another, for this world and this creation. The reason that Tear Fund are so bothered in chatting about climate change is not because everyone, i.e. me, who works for them, is an eco-warrior. But it's because we know, we see, we hear day in, day out that climate change is pushing people further into poverty. The brokenness of our creation is not just a climate change issue, but it's a justice issue. That is why we as Christians are wanting to act. We care for our global neighbors. We must care for our planet. There is um, my friend Stuart, he lives in Glasgow. He is a friend in northern um, Ethiopia. She's called Obisa. Um, She lives in northern Ethiopia, which has changed massively over the past few years. They used to get four months of rain. They now get one. Um, She has nine children. They have a livelihood. Their livelihood is their livestock. Their livestock to survive needs water and needs grass. If you're getting rain one month a year, you don't have water and you don't have grass. She used to walk five minutes to get water. That one month of the year it rains, she still can do that. So that's great. The other 11 months of the year, she leaves her nine children every night who are thirsty and they physically tell her, they are thirsty when they go to sleep. Like, imagine, like, for me, Noah, my five-year-old, saying I'm thirsty, which, he's not here, he's got tonsillitis, he needs water, he's thirsty. Um, he's waking up at four o'clock in the morning to tell me. Um, to, for me, as a mother, not to be able to go and turn a tap on or get water would destroy me. Like, to not be able to va- provide in that way. She walks 10 hours, it's dark, it's dangerous, it's through desert. She says hyenas, like the Lion King, she goes, that's real. That is a threat to me, to provide water for her family. That is not because she's unfortunate. It's because of climate change. The where her community was based wasn't based in a bad place. It had rained four months a year. It was fine. It's because of what has happened to the planet. So if we care about our global neighbors, if we want to be Bible-believing Christians, we must care about our creation. Now you've heard all that and you think, B, your name means bringer of joy. Why have you just like said all this very sad stuff? It's dark. It's January. She's talked about the fall. She's talked about it actually also being our fault. The world is the way it is. And she's just mentioned that people are suffering and dying because of it. (sighs) Happy New Year. Um, But we know that there is a hope in Jesus. We know that God doesn't leave us there. He gave us Jesus. He has a restoration plan. He has a story of hope and redeeming this world. And he does it through Jesus. So when we hear about the fall and the brokenness of creation, we know that there is a hope. Corinthians 2, verses 5 to 17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. Anyone who is in Christ, new creation has come. 
The old is gone, the new is here. Yes, please, and amen to that. Therefore, if anyone loves Jesus, anyone who gets to know him, our broken relationships are getting restored. We can have a relationship with our Father God. That relationship is restored. We can learn to see ourselves as God sees us. We can have community and restore relationships amongst each other, amongst this world, and see restored relationship with our creation. Because of Jesus, who restores us, we can join God in the renewal of all things. We can say to people like Obisa, there is a hope because of Jesus. Obisa has water now, um, Tiffin partners who live and work on the ground in that community and are from that community have um, built a well and it's solar powered so it will last and they will have water. That is one story of thousands and thousands and thousands of people's lives that are affected by climate change. Um, Tiffin want to help people help themselves out of poverty so they're equipping them um, of how in this new changing climate they live in, how they can keep on living, what resources they can do, how they can equip themselves, how can they maybe have a different way of income. The biggest thing that we can do is put a stop to it at the beginning, which is climate change. We can talk to our world leaders and say, this isn't okay, we need to make different decisions. This is important, even if it doesn't affect us in this country, it is affecting our global brothers and sisters day in, day out. We can change the way that we shop, the way that we live, but also we can act because we love Jesus. We want to do this because we want to see people like Orbisa having an incredible life. A life to the full, which is a life that Jesus has promised us all. John 10, verse 10 says, I have come so that they may have life and life in all its fullness. I want a life in all its fullness. That sounds amazing. Everyone should have a life in all its fullness. But climate change is hindering that. Catherine Hayhoe, she's a Christian climate scientist, great job by the way, um, says, climate is not just an environmental issue, it is a threat multiplier. It takes everything we care about, including humanitarian issues, and it makes them worse. It's like a bucket with a hole. The more we pray, the more we give to charities, just Christmas, a tear fund, the more that we give into that, the more that we are changing our lifestyle, the better, amazing, but there's a hole in the bucket and some of that good stuff we are doing will leak out if we do not address climate change, if we do not believe that is our God-given calling at the beginning of Genesis 2 to love our beautiful, perfect world. I have a colleague in Zambia and she runs the team out there and lives there and um, she says that climate change is causing a huge rise in child marriages. When you hear climate change, and people on TV being like, we need to be fashion equal, you need to do this, you need to do that, it's really in fashion, you don't think, oh, if we don't do that, there'll be a rise in child marriages. But there is. Because in Zambia, they have droughts, they have less food to live off, one less mouth in their house, which is a horrific decision and thing to say, is one less person to have to feed. So you have to get them married off as soon as possible. We might even get some money. And that is because of climate change. 
So therefore, when we stand here and say we have hope in Jesus, we want to be his hands and feet, we want to be a part of his creation story because he has renewed us so we can go and join him in the renewal of all things, we need to be acting. We need to be moving. We can see that the picture at times can look bleak, but you know what? It's not over. It's not too late. We can make a difference. And like I said at the beginning, God will call us all to do that differently. We do not all look the same. Praise the Lord. He gave us different giftings and designed us uniquely to follow where he is calling us. But we are his hands and feet. We are called to love our global neighbors, which means loving this creation. We have a God who is in the business of restoration. Are we going to join him in that? Desmond Tutu famously said, if you are neutral in situations of injustice, then you have chosen the side of the oppressor. That's hard. I'm pretty neutral sometimes, particularly if someone talks about politics, very neutral, don't want to get involved. Ask my husband, he's like, are you going to reply? He's like, no, got nothing to say. But actually, these are all issues of injustice. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, then you've chosen the side of the oppressor. So I want to ask myself more often, am I being neutral in that? Or do I want to join with God in the renewal of all things, which means I probably need to do something? The Lord's Prayer is, I love it. It reminds me a little bit of Sunday school because you have to repeat it again and again, but different churches, different styles. Um, But I love it because it says, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Because of Jesus, we have access to that hope, that restoration, so we can help join with God in the renewal of all things through his amazing Holy Spirit that the kingdom will come to earth, that we will be, earth will begin to look more like heaven. Jesus shows us how to do that. God is inviting us now to do that with him, to help bring glimpses of heaven onto this earth. You see it in the Gospels, and we see it also in a lot of the letters to the church. That's what we're called to do, isn't it? To bring glimpses of heaven onto earth. So let's join with God in the renewal of all things, to the things that he is calling us to. And yet let's ask God, what do you want us to do about it? We can pray. We can be a people who pray, who pray for those who are affected by climate change, people like Obisa. We can be praying for our leader, which I'm so glad you guys did at the beginning. These are things that we should be interceding for. We can discern where God is calling us to alter our current lifestyle and what we do. We're not just praying for the sake of it. We don't just read the Lord's Prayer because that's what maybe we were taught when we were younger. But we pray because we believe prayer can bring glimpses of God on this world. The kingdom of heaven to earth. We can do something about it. Some people find great joy in, I've got this reusable bottle, I do this, I do that. Other people are like, that's so boring. And you're like, you can't say that. This is talk about God being green. It's not boring. It's very exciting. Um, But actually, sometimes you're like, it doesn't sound that fun ordering my toilet roll online. I'm not sure I'd want to do that. 
But actually, what does it look like is every time we do those little things, the things that Sammy was saying, what does it look like as if we're like, huh, that's bringing a little bit of heaven onto earth. That's bringing a little bit of God's glory to this world. So it looks more like him so he can restore it and use us in that plan. So I'd love it if we could ask ourselves, what can we do differently? What can we change? How are we going to pursue climate justice? Not just because it's a thing to do, but because we are Bible-believing followers of Jesus. And God has called us to do these things. And what can we give? Some of us have been blessed more than others financially and materially. What are we going to give? God is in the business of multiplying what we give. You only need to look at the story of feeding the 5,000 and be like, one boy said, this is what I have in my hands. This is all I have to give. And God multiplied it. What can we give financially to Tiffin to other places that God is calling us to that will give a glimpse of God's glory on this world, that will bring hope of Jesus and make us a part of that restoration story to see the renewal of all things. But finally, where is he killing is to be restored? This world is still a bit broken, but we have the hope of Jesus. Where today is he calling us as individuals to be renewed and to be restored? Because of Jesus, we are made anew. But he wants to keep on, keep on working in us. So why is God asking you to maybe restore a broken relationship? Maybe it's between you and him and you need to have a little chat with your father God. Maybe it's how you see yourself. Maybe it is um, how a broken relationship with others that are around you. Or maybe it's your broken relationship with creation. But God is wanting to meet with you in that brokenness. He is wanting to restore and renew. So let's join him together as we ask him how he wants to do that in and through us as individuals, as a church family, as people who love Jesus. I'm just going to pray for us now. If the band want to come up, that'd be great. God, thank you that you love us, that you love us so much you do not want us to stay the same. Thank you that because of Jesus, there is hope for many across this whole world and us. Thank you, you designed us perfect and beautiful in this world. Will you speak to us now in our heart where you are calling us to join you in the renewal of all things? In the broken relationships in our lives, will you restore them? Will you restore again and again through your incredible grace our relationship with you? Will you restore our relationship with others and will you restore this creation so it will flourish so that your brothers and sisters across the world can live life in its fullness? So speak to us now, God, as we worship you. May we bring ourselves to you as an offering and say, work in me so I can join you in the renewal of all things. Amen.